As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, Maggie. Hi, Dad. How you doing? I'm good. I'm a little tired, but not that tired. Time zones and all. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you today. It's, it's been a while. We definitely talked can't... last night, but <laughs> it's been a while since we've done a podcast. A week, to be exact. Yeah, and I can't wait to hear about your, uh, your week in L.A. It's been crazy. It's been so exciting. I can't wait to get into it. And I have a lot to tell you about my trip to Cleveland and... and getting flagged on TikTok and some onstage fails and all kinds of stuff, <laughs> plus your questions. And so I think we're ready. Absolutely. Let's roll the intro music. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. So LA, tell me all about it. What you been doing? Oh my goodness. It's been a whirlwind. Um, so when mom left, you know, I had two of my best friends fly in. And so they were with me for the past six days or whatever. Um, and I took them to the airport yesterday. So now I'm officially by myself, which is exciting and nerve wracking. But it was really nice to have them with me for like the first week. That was a really good kind of like let's explore L.A. together. And oh, my goodness. Like the cultural shifts from East Coast to West Coast are insane. What do like, you mean by cultural shifts? Well, there's like, I guess there's like the normal things, kind of like weather and like certain things we say, I guess, that other people don't say. People are really shocked when I say y'all, which I, I don't even think about. Like, it's I just didn't kind think of a you did say y'all. I do a little bit. It doesn't usually come off very country, though. I'd just be like, oh, y'all are so cool. And it's At least not, not like in a, Atlanta. Yeah. It, co it yeah. comes off more country in Los Angeles, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, other cultural shifts. The gas prices are insane. Oh, my goodness. And not even just the gas prices, but, like, the gas, um, what do you call it? Like, the nozzle, I guess, that you put into your car to fill up. Mm -hmm. They're so small here. They're, like, three really? inches long. And in Atlanta, they're, like, pretty big. But this one, like, in L.A., you have, like, a suction around it, I guess, that kind of goes over the whole entrance to your gas compartment in your car. And I was so confused when I tried to fill up. And I, I spilled gas, actually, outside of my car. It sounds dangerous. <laughs> it was. It was, well... I mean, like, obviously I stopped then, so, like, crisis averted, but it took me a second to figure it out. And then we asked other people, and they were like, oh, no, they're all like that. It's not just, like, that one gas station had a shorter nozzle. Like, 
they're all like that over here. Maybe it's a regulation in terms of how they have to do it so that they don't, you know, fumes don't escape or something like that. It's possible. It's highly possible. But it took me by surprise. <laughs> you, but you're digging the time zone, huh? Oh, my goodness. My sleep schedule is so good because I get tired at like 9 p.m. here. I go to sleep most nights before midnight and then I wake up at like 8 a.m. And I start my day so much earlier. And yeah, I'm honestly, I'm trying to somewhat stay on East Coast time. But I will say I got so sad last night when both you and mom said goodnight to me at like 7 p.m. Pacific time <laughs> because like all my friends on the West Coast or East Coast went to sleep. And I was like, well, what do I do now? So I watched TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been cool. And it's been fun to see you, some of your TikToks. You wrote about the, the differences in Georgia and LA a little bit with the oak, oak leaves and the palm trees. And yeah, uh, so you've been writing some stuff. That's cool. And then to see you and, and Rachel doing some dances. Now you went to a dance class, right? Yes, I went to, um, if, if you're a dancer, you probably know like Millennium Studios out here. Um, they've got like that, both Millennium and Playground have kind of a red room in which you can dance in and they film it and they put it on YouTube. And so both Rachel and I, one of my, be one of my best friends, we've grown up watching these videos of these dancers in these rooms and we know these choreographers and the dancers in them were like, we walked in and we were fangirling so hard, like mildly, you know, keep it and keep it cool. But it was so like surreal to be able to dance in those places. And it was crazy because I had a very similar feeling during the dance class as I do with driving here. Because I mean, dad, you can attest that one of my main things that I was nervous about with moving here was crap, I have to drive in LA mm -hmm. um, because people are more kind of aggressive here with their driving. You kind of have to be. Um, and just like in Georgia, you put on your blinker and nine times out of 10, someone's going to stop and let you in. Um, and that's that's not always the case here. But right. this, the similar feeling I got in both the dance class and driving was this overall feeling when I was doing it that was like, why are you stressed? Like, you know how to do this. Like, you know how to drive. You're just in a different place. Like, it's it's still cars. It's still roads. It's still rules. You're just kind of stressing yourself out about it more because it's in a new place. And that's the same way I felt about the dance class where I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm at Millennium. But then I was like, kid, you've been dancing since you were, like, six. At the end of right. the day, they're all just moves. And we had so much fun. Like, it was crazy, and I, I'm so glad we did it. I'm excited to do more, honestly. Well, I, I want to hear more about that, but um, the other thing that you're going to be doing more of is cooking, uh, because this morning I, I set up your HelloFresh account. And so get, get ready, because both you and Eddie in Los Angeles and Boston, respectively, are about to get your incredible uh, HelloFresh baskets uh, with fresh ingredients, and, you know, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. So get ready. It's coming your way. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. And, and so um, go for it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about HelloFresh? So I'm actually crazy. I'm starting school next week. And so with college online and with everything I'm doing out here, the time to shop is a very small window. And let alone the time to cook is also I have less time for that. So 
Having HelloFresh has been such a treat because it comes with pre-measured ingredients and it's easy and fun and gives you step-by-step -step instructions, which is really important to me because I'm not always the best cook, but when I cook with HelloFresh, it tastes great. <laughs> HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week from vegetarian meals and calorie smart choices to extra special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I started cooking with HelloFresh before I left for LA. And I think it was really funny because while I was in the kitchen, my dad tried to help me and I was like, no, out of the kitchen. I'm doing yeah. this myself because it was... It was really engaging, and I got so many compliments for how good the food was. I was very proud yeah, you, of it. You did great. So so go to HelloFresh.com slash 14chaos and use code 14chaos. That's 1-4-C-H-A-O-S for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash 14chaos and use the code 14chaos for 14 free meals, up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. And remember, it's America's number one meal kit. Absolutely. So you were, you were just talking about um, Los Angeles and being mm -hmm. there and be realizing like, hey, dancing in LA is like dancing anywhere. It's dancing. Yeah. I remember that same experience when I first started traveling, doing speeches. And I would be like the first time in Los Angeles or, you know, I, I hope they get me here. Like I hope they are, mm -hmm. it, they're into my ideas. Or the first time I was in New York, it's like, oh, I'm in New York now. Or do New Yorkers like appreciate what I do? And then you ultimately realize people are just people. Yeah. You know, everything's down to earth. Um, but you know, you and Rachel dancing, you posted a couple TikToks together. And like you mentioned, Rachel's one of your best friends. You went to high school mm -hmm. together, but you've actually known her much longer than that. And so yeah. for your mom and I, seeing you and Rachel dance together on TikTok, it was just so nostalgic because <laughs> literally you guys did recitals when you were little kids and, and you were in the same dance school and then all the years of musical theater, uh, at, you know, in shows together because you were like, the, the two best dancers of, of your, you know, musical yeah. theater production company. And so you were always dancing together. That's really, really neat. Yeah, it was crazy. We had so much fun out of here or out here. <laughs> um, <laughs> we went to Rodeo. Um, we went to Rodeo was the only thing I'm thinking of at the moment. But we, we had so much fun just driving around, hanging out. We vlogged a good bit of it that I have to edit. Um, and I will say something that absolutely surprised me, and I'm sure, I mean, I'm optimistic that sure, let's assume it's going to last, but I have not met one mean person in LA. Every there single person I've met has been nice and welcoming and fun, and I've enjoyed their company. Um, and granted, I've been out here for a week, so this may change, but honestly, like, I feel like I kind of had not a fully pessimistic view of LA when I was coming out here, but I definitely didn't have the idea of like, it was all going to be sunshine and rainbows. Um, and I'm a lot more optimistic about it now. Yeah. To it's, some extent you get, you get from a place, what you bring to the place and you bring a lot of kindness and understanding and positivity. Mm -hmm. And so you'll attract more of that around you, I think. And, and it's, that's a great thing for a dad to hear. And the culture is so cool because it's, Kind of like somebody had told me this when I was visiting L.A. before one of my friends, they said, because I was talking about how I had some issues in college with people just kind of being weird about the whole TikTok thing. And a lot of the times 
they kind of like devalue it or value it too much where in reality it's like it's just something that's part of my life it's not my entire being but it's also something that's important to me and a lot of the times it was an extreme on either side of that and something she told me was that the cool thing about LA is everyone kind of has their own thing so people are a lot more chill about it but they also don't devalue you about it and that is something that has been so cool with meeting people I've literally had people so many people have asked me they're like oh so like what do you do like what's your thing out here and I can be like oh like I make TikToks and I'm also an actress and immediately it's like, oh, that's so cool. Um, and it's not go. like, oh, sure, you just moved out to L.A. to be an actress or, oh, like you're on the bandwagon. It's like, I'm glad to have you here. We're similar minds, kind of like that. And it's so cool. And I love people and I'm having so much fun. <laughs> that's great. I can't wait till you start collaborating with people out there, either people you know I've, we've seen on TikTok and before or potential music collaborations of people who get into some of your music or vice versa, that's going to be really cool. Um, but yeah, it, it, I really miss you. It's, it's great, to, great to hear all of that. And yeah. uh, I can't wait to, um, until we get together again, either here or out I miss out you there. too. Tell me about what yeah. you've been up to though. Well, I've been taping my mouth shut before I go to sleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, so I told you I was reading that book. Uh, oh Breath. my goodness! Tell it, me you're kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And so, so basically, you know, when you're breathing through your nose, it's so much healthier for your body. And so much of when you breathe through your mouth is for people like me is when you're asleep, and that's what leads to snoring and sleep apnea and all these other issues. You know, I've been freaking mom out for years because I stopped <laughs> breathing in the middle of the night for long seconds at a time, and and she's like, "Are you?" start breathing, start breathing. And then I breathe and then she gets over it. So we've had that all tested and whatnot. But then this is, this is an idea that just came out of the book and I'm not recommending this to people, but it, I'm no. telling you, it's working for me. Oh, I have my, my whole mouth. It's not like duct tape across my whole face. <laughs> what it is, is it's like a strip from my, under my nose, straight down, just a little like, you know, um, medical tape, right? So if I needed to, I can still <laughs> breathe out the sides, but, but it's enough of a signal to my brain that like, you should keep your mouth shut and breathe through your nose. And so I breathe through my nose. I stay asleep better. I get up less during the, during the night. And when I wake up, it's like my head's clear because I'm not congested because I've been breathing through my nose. So that's one thing. And then also... <laughs> <laughs> if you're that, just listening to the audio version of this, you can't see my face, but... I'm stunned at the moment and I feel partially responsible because when you started telling me about this book you were reading, I did bring up the fact to you that you breathe out of your mouth when you sleep. See? So I, I feel partially responsible well, and a little are, bit thank terrified. You, it's helping no, me. no, I no, don't want to be me. Okay, so we went to okay. Cleveland. Mom and I took a trip to Cleveland <laughs> for our annual trip to see Speakers Roundtable, which is our our big collection of um, my speakers mastermind of some of the best speakers on the planet, uh, of which I am privileged to be a member. This is mm -hmm. an extraordinary group. It's been around as long as the profession has, and it's only like 19 people currently. And so I got to see some great friends that you know, like Mike Rayburn and Chad Hymas and Tim Gard, um, and also Steve Spangler, who mm -hmm. is a fellow TikToker. Steve's the science guy on Ellen, and he's done hundreds of episodes on all kinds of shows. He's like really well known in the whole, you know, science guy world of doing TV science, and just an extraordinary dude. And so while we were out there, Steve and I did a TikTok together, which got taken down. 
And mm-hmm. you know that's not really entirely unusual for me Shocker. to have some of, my, some of my TikToks pulled down, but it was it was very you know very innocuous. I was using Steve's Fire Wallet. We did this TikTok where you know because he can juggle. He comes from a background where he did a lot of magic and he knows how to juggle. So I'm, I it starts with Steve juggling. Like he takes the balls from me, and I said, "Hey, did you know that science guys can juggle?" And then I take out his fire wallet and I just, you know, light it. And so basically fire comes out of the wallet, which is his gimmick. And I said, and did you, and he says, did you know that jugglers, some jugglers can do science? And then the, the, the punchline was, we're basically interchangeable. But like within seconds, it never even made it up. That got pulled down before it went up um, for a community violation for dangerous acts which is ironic because I was using Steve's Fire, which he uses on his channel, no problem. But on my channel, apparently, it's not allowed. So, Fire's been taken off of my channel before, too. One of the early TikToks we did, um, I mean, even saying this out loud, I can absolutely understand why it got pulled. But I was shooting flaming arrows at you for you to catch. And I was catching them. Like it was very impressive and it was edited beautifully to music and you're on one side of the yard shooting flaming arrows and I'm catching them mm-hmm. out of the air in slow motion. And yeah, when you when you say it like that, it yeah, you can Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I, I mean, how would you feel if you opened up your for you page and saw a little girl and her dad doing exactly what we were doing? And like commented and was like, Oh, we got the idea from Maggie and her dad. Oh like that would be yeah. bad. Unless they were doing it well, in which case I'd feel pretty proud okay. of it. <laughs> but if it went badly, then I would feel bad. Yeah. Exactly. So I think ever since that first video, which was on your channel, not my channel, we were kind of like on their radar of potential problem kids. And so I've had my, <laughs> my uh, several TikToks taken down, juggling knives, juggling uh, fire, um, you know, doing backflips off the rock that went into the water. You know, but I see stuff on my TikTok that's way more dangerous. That got taken down? It did, and then I finally got it put back mm-hmm. up. Um, nice. But the, yeah, it's it's just weird. And hopefully if one day the TikTok authorities deem me to be worthy <laughs> of verification, maybe some of that would change. But you know what? I'm not overly committed to that. Hey, um, hey. we got some questions to get to. But before we do, mm-hmm. I, we, we definitely want to talk about um, a, a very important sponsor on this show and in a way to help people who who kind of need it and would definitely benefit because you know everybody could benefit from from professional therapy to help with their life to help with their uh, their environment their circumstances that they're going through and this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, Dad? Uh, yeah, actually, because my daughter's in California, my son's in Boston, so <laughs> that's kind of stressful and makes me sad. <laughs> I bet. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. This service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime to send a message to your therapist. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com wholesome. That's BetterHelp and join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So special order for Wholesome Chaos listeners like you, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash wholesome. So you ready to do some questions? I am ready. Let's go for it. Yeah, me too. Okay, so here's the first one, which is, how do you deal with going back to school after COVID? Any fear with that? And especially, how do you deal with peer pressure? This one comes from Ashley. So Maggie, what do you think about that? What would you tell Ashley? Whew. Um, with like the whole, I mean, there's kind of a few parts of this. With the whole COVID and fear, I have experienced more of that than I was expecting being out in L.A., Um, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm responsible and wear a mask out and just like kind of think through things. But of course there is kind of that fear just because how things have been for so long, we have a new normal. And so doing things that we've done for so long, like going back to school with our new normal is just a little, it's a little strange and that can be a little scary sometimes. Um, just kind of control what you can control control how you behave and the precautions you take. And I found that that's been helping me a little bit. Um, in regards to peer pressure, whew, I wish I would have known this when I was younger and in high school and stuff. And granted, in high school, I had really great friends, so peer pressure wasn't a huge thing. But no, like literally, this is going to sound so strange, but the best advice I have about peer pressure is literally... Most of the time, nobody cares if you give in to something or if you don't. And if they do, that's not someone whose opinion you should validate in the slightest. Wow. That's, like, that's really cool. That's good feedback. Like, I wish I, wish I would have lived that earlier in my life, but I, I feel like I live that pretty strongly now. Yeah. And people, like, most of the time, if people around you are drinking or smoking or doing anything that maybe you necessarily don't feel comfortable with doing at the time and you just say no nine times out of ten people are going to be like okay like that's fine like people literally don't care and if they do don't care about what they care about like actually yeah, i don't know if that actually, makes sense if you can with without you like without getting um overly dramatic about it or just whatever but just express yourself and be strong People really admire that, I think, don't you? Like- yeah, and like if if you say no to something, it's not you judging someone else right. for doing it. Like that's a big thing too. Don't be like, oh no, I don't because like I'm better than that. Like that's not the exactly. mentality. Just don't do it if you don't want to do it. Yeah, that's what don't I was going to say. Else. That's what I was going to say is because it's about empathy. I, like if you feel the pressure coming at you rather than how do I deal with this pressure coming at me, the question is what are you going to do? Either you're going to deal with that or you're going to do something else. And what you do is is you like exert some positive 
uh, kind of outreach, which is empathy. Like you, you demonstrate that you understand the other person's perspective and, and you get it and you don't negate it. It's like, it's like not that I'm right, you're wrong. It's like, yeah. I choose not to do that, but I understand that that's what works for you. And maybe even phrasing it in some language that helps them understand that, that you get their perspective or whatever. But um, empathy is the biggest skill in life. If you can demonstrate that, then you can move through any situation with peers uh, more, more easily because you, you can connect with people. You demonstrate that you're, you're actually seeing them as a human being rather than just like them or not like them. Yeah. And kind of along the lines of, you know, if you say no to something or if you say yes to something or any side of peer pressure, you want the other person to respect your decision. So like show them respect as well. Like just take like judgment out of it. Like literally just live your life how you want to live it and go from there. Beautiful words, bags. And this may be connected, but the second question comes from Angela, who says, if you could tell your 10-year-old self advice, what would it be? Do you want to start this one? You go first. Um, yeah, man, I, I think, wow, when I think about 10, I was a mess at 10. I was a sickly kid. <laughs> I was getting allergy shots every week. I was really little. I mean, I'm still a, not a tall man. Uh, at like five foot seven, <laughs> but but I was like the runt of the litter in school. This little kid, but I was just kind of in my own world. So I guess I would tell that ten year old kid who was you know so hyperactive, had not yet learned to juggle yet, but was about to learn the next year. Like, hang in there. This is going to be okay. It all was going to work out. Like it just it's going to be a wild ride. But but don't worry. You can't even begin to understand how great your life is going to be, and just enjoy the moments that you have and, and learn a lot along the way and, and remember what you're going through later in life because it does go by so quickly. What would you say? Um, kind of a little bit similar to the peer pressure, but genuinely don't, like people aren't as focused as you, focused on you as you think they are. Like mm-hmm. the amount of times in middle school and in high school, but mainly in middle school, I'd say that I spent like an extra 30 minutes getting ready because I was like, oh, are people going to like my shoes? 90% of the time, people aren't looking at your shoes. (laughs) Like (laughs) literally, I just wish I would have cared less and focused more on your interactions with people and the relationships you have instead of impressing people and being liked because you're going to find people who like you for you And like, that's such a weight off your shoulder and you enjoy life so much more. So don't waste the time putting a version of yourself out there that you think and hope people are going to like because you think that's the version of you that they're going to want. Just be yourself and find the people who you click with and you're going to enjoy life so much more. So those two questions seem kind of related. But how about this one? Yeah. Are you guys making merch? We'd love to support you. Kayla. (laughs) This is a this is a tough subject in our house. <laughs> no, it's not. not well, nothing tough about it's just, it. It's been um, yes, we're working on it, but we want to do it right. Like I have this thing, even with merch for like my own brand as well as like with the podcast. I never want to put something out there that I wouldn't buy and that I wouldn't wear, and that requires a lot of additional effort and designing and we want the fabrics and everything to be great 
And so it's it's taken us a little while, but we're working on it. Yeah. And in my, it's just where the tension is, is sometimes I'm the one who says, well, people are going to ask for this now. Why can't we get it done more quickly? And I believe we still can do it quick, more quickly with <laughs> still maintaining some quality standards. Maggie's already done some designs, like she's got some, some cool looking stuff. Um, but, you know, I respect your desire to get it right the first time because you can't go back and apologize yeah. for why things aren't what you promised they would be, right? So, so it's very important that we, we respect you a lot. So that was a longer answer to a quick question than I thought it would be, but <laughs> we did it. Sorry. No, it's okay. We <laughs> yes, got... it's coming. <laughs> All right, last question for today. This is from Emma. You ready? Yes. Okay. Hey, you both seem so close, but I was wondering if there are any topics you won't talk to your dad about. By the way, I love the podcasts and your TikToks. So Maggie, are there any topics that you won't talk to your dad about? See, this is interesting because in talking about this, I have to bring up the things I don't talk to you about. Um, you could just yes, say yes. I, you could just say yes, there are topics I don't talk to my dad about. But You think people are going to be satisfied with that answer? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, there are things I don't talk to my dad about. Um, it's really not much, though. And a lot of the times it's very um, insignificant things, I guess. Um, but yeah, of course, I mean, there are some things of my life that I don't have an open conversation with my dad about. Um, and it's okay to have things in your life that are more private to you, I guess. Um, but for the most part, we have very open conversations. <laughs> yeah, and that should be that way, Maggie. I mean... If you shared everything about your life with me, it wouldn't truly be your life. And I want it to be your and, life. And, and, and I, what I've noticed is it's, it's mostly about the timing. Like there are certain things that I'll eventually find out about, but, <laughs> but you live them first. Or maybe you share them with your closest friend group first, or you go through this. And, and sometimes you tell me a week later. Sometimes you tell me, you know, a month later or six months later. Sometimes it's a couple of years later just depending on what the thing is, right? But <laughs> I, I don't need to know and be plugged in every step of the way. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say there's some things that, like, you don't want to hear. True. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. But, no, we are, we are very open. I think it's funny. When I've been talking to guys in the past, I'll, like, mention something where you, like, always know who the last boy I've kissed is, because I'll tell you, like I'm. <laughs> Do you think that intimidates boys that. who potentially are going to kiss you? Yes, because I found out recently, like when I've told guys that, like you know about them, I guess, or like you know I've kissed them, they're like, "Wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 why? Why are you telling your dad that?" I can um, relate to that. <laughs> it's gonna take a. And, it's gonna take a strong guy to like really walk boldly into your relationship and get to know me. And not that I'm intimidating. I, like, I don't want to be intimidating to your potential boyfriends. But, but you are. I you get are that. quite intimidating. Well, the role of a father is to, the role of a father of a daughter is to, in mm -hmm. my relation, I believe, in my relationship with you, to example the way you should be treated, the way you should be respected, and the type of, uh, the type of a guy that, that ultimately... Um, would be worth your lifetime companionship, and so, so yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm giving that my best effort in my own life, and so 
I'm, for sure. But but come on, like if you have, if you're out there vying for my daughter's hand in marriage, don't send me a request <laughs> in TikTok in one of the comments, sir. Do I have permission to date your daughter? It's like, like why? <laughs> first of all, Maggie doesn't ask me if I can grant permission to people to date her. That's really her deal. But if you were to ask me for her hand in marriage, that might be a different conversation altogether. Yeah. But it's like, you know, when in days of old, when there were the, the kings, not that I'm a king, but, you know, would, would have the princess's hand in marriage and all the champions from villagers all around would come and, and do <laughs> battle for the honor of her hand in marriage. That's oh kind of like goodness. the way I view your life. It's like, bring, come on, <laughs> all takers. See what you got. <laughs> that's, that's intense. That's a big hype to my dating life. Yeah, no, no pressure, boys. No pressure, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've also gotten better at the way you handle guys in my life. For sure. Because you, you weren't always the best. And I think it was funny because well, I'm not going to name names or anything, but we when both I know. was dating... We both know who you're talking about. We both know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> And you were you were not always the nicest to him. I was terrible. You, not <laughs> okay. I, I I didn't want to throw you under the bus like that. But yeah, you were pretty mean to him. And I remember once I even said I was like, he thinks you don't like him. And you said verbatim, you were like, well, that's only because I put off the vibe that I don't like him. And I was like, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that is so rude to this like 15 year old boy who's a sweetheart. Yeah, he um, was. He probably still is, but I, I probably scarred him a little bit. No, the um, <laughs> I, I I was I was trying to figure out the line right between yeah. between where you want to protect your daughter and throw up some roadblocks. But mm-hmm. you know, and I think maybe I could have. I learned a lot from that moment um, <laughs> that has helped me mellow out a little bit in my age. <laughs> But you know, well, mistakes is is kind of one of those things we were going to be talking about, mistakes in life and how you make them. And yeah. Even some mistakes that I've made on stage in front of audiences at times. Um that's the thing about being out there and being and being very vulnerable in our lives, which we have chosen to be with this podcast. Yeah, mis- you know. Mistakes are part of life, but something I do appreciate about both of us is I think looking back at mistakes Oftentimes we find a lot of humor in it. <laughs> yeah. I think I was thinking about this earlier. We're going to look back on these days of like doing mm-hmm. TikToks nearly every day. Both you and I, I've been trying to up my TikTok game a little bit. The other things that we've got going on, the speaking schedules, producing podcasts, flying back and forth, other travels, Eddie in Boston. Like we're going to look back on this time of our life and go, we were crazy. Like how hard were we pushing it? Or we might look back and go, well, wow, I wish it was as easy as it was then now because we're at a whole different level. But, oh, but, man. but you can only learn by doing. Like you can only learn by trying things. And so one of Maggie's t-shirts designs, uh, t-shirt designs is literally her and I as stick figures. And I'm saying there's a bubble above my head that says, who's going to tell them we're making this up as we go? And, she, and her bubble says, not it, you know, or something like that. Yeah. I got it wrong. Who's going to tell them we don't know what we're doing? That's it. Who's going to tell them we don't know what we're doing? <laughs> Not it. Not it. <laughs> that's that's totally us. Um, yeah. You know, I've made some bigger mistakes on stage in front of audiences, even and. Not terrible, you know. Nothing that's wrecked or ruined my career, but I will tell you, you know, I have I have ripped my pants wide open on more than a few oh. occasions until I found the right pants that would enable me to wear like business clothes 
and still do acrobatics and athletics. And I've taped my pants before shows. I have a whole series of shows that I describe as the bleeders um, because mm. not that I you know, cut myself on a knife juggling it or whatever, but in some way by the end of the speech, I was bleeding usually from you know, just nicking my hand on the, on the knife or on a unicycle. Or uh, one time I was in Denver and I was tumbling across the stage right at the beginning of my speech. I do this tumbling entrance, which uh, was in one of my recent TikToks. But the way the risers were pieced together, one of them had a metal edge that was a little bit up. And when my hand went across it, it took out just a chunk Ooh. of my skin and my finger. Not a terrible injury, ah, but it was, just no. a, it was just a really good, like, bleeder. Um, and it started bleeding a lot. And I, was, I immediately knew I did it, so I put pressure on it with my hand. And I'm going about the rest of my talk trying to, uh, you know, just gesture and let the bleeding stop. And then I got to the point where I was ready to start juggling things, and I realized it still wasn't stopping. And as I would gesture... There was an old Saturday Night Live sketch of Julia Childs, who was a famous uh, chef, who cut herself badly in the kitchen. And as she was gesturing, her blood was like going all over the place and spewing oh, out of her hand. No, it was it was no. a little bit like that. It's like sorry, trigger warning. But no, I was I like, no, I don't like this. I would gesture, and like the blood would go flying <laughs> off my hand. And it was in front of a big audience, like fifteen hundred people in Denver at the convention center. But I was also on huge screens, and so. Like, like as I would juggle my props and my, like I had clubs out, they would get like sticky and then slippery Oh, and then oh no. sticky and then slippery mm -hmm. a couple of times. And when I stopped, I looked down and I noticed like the handles were red and I had to basically oh, tell the audience, terrible. um, I need a, I need a bandaid, you know, <laughs> anybody got a bandaid? <laughs> so that's so bad. I mean, really just a few times, maybe on another show, I could tell you about another one of those, but the point is that mistakes mistakes happen in life, and so you just move forward. Yep. So, so what are you most excited <laughs> about next, Maggie? Um, oh, my goodness. Hanging out with people. From that TikTok I posted um, about just, like, the silly little song of going from East Coast to West Coast, oak leaves to palm trees, um, I've had so many people reach out where they're like, you're in L.A.? Like, let's hang. And so... I'm going to hang with some people later this week. Um, we've got a lot of editing to do for just everything involved in life, um, acting classes and meeting people and the future. I'm really excited for it. And I'm excited um, for the visit home coming soon as well because as exciting as all this is, I, I miss you guys like crazy. Like that's I, – I was talking to – Rachel about this where I was like the only thing missing is my family um and it's really bittersweet but I'm excited that we're still very communicative is that a word that's a word right it's a beautiful word used perfectly awesome okay yeah. cool then I, mi I miss you too by the way I asked if it's a word <laughs> <laughs> I missed I miss you too occasionally I just randomly push myself into the pool just, just to oh me too just to think about you <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and yeah. guess what I get to do tomorrow? I get to what? see your brother. <gasps> Yay! Yeah. Hug him for me. I will. I'm driving to North Carolina. Eddie's flying into North Carolina, and we're going to a golf tournament. And we're just going to hang out for a couple of days in his old stomping grounds um, near High Point. And uh, it'll be really fun. So can't wait for that. Huh. And you'll see some uh, some TikToks from along the way, I am sure. So I bet. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please, if you uh, have enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being a part of our journey. Thank you for being a part of the show because literally your comments are a part of the show. To submit your comments, go out to wholesomechaos.com, wholesomechaos.com. And there's a lot of opportunities there to get resources for your family, communication, to ask questions, or just to learn more about Maggie and myself and to see some of these crazy videos that we're talking about. So please check that out um, and spread the word. Help us to grow the, the footprint for this audience so we can help dads and daughters, parents and, and family members, parents and children, or just people in general to do life at a higher level to learn and do life together so that they're growing and communicating along the way. Subscribe and follow to the podcast. You could check out the video version, which comes out every Thursday on YouTube. And please support our sponsors. If you've enjoyed this show, there's sponsor links on our website where you can definitely check out the sponsors and support them. And when you use those codes, it tells them you, you heard about them here uh, and it really helps support us as well. So. Um, I guess that's, that's it for today, Maggie, and I will really look forward to our next conversation. I, I love, love you, Mags. You. I miss you. I love you too. <laughs> and we love you, everybody. Take care. Bye. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.